This is a test. This station is conducting a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test. here with the good news i'm your host jason finger one of your hosts and i'm here with my co-host kara hayes and of course the good reverend the reverend doctor and it's been a long time kara i want to come to you first it's been a while how you doing i am doing all right can't complain started a new job and uh yeah life is good you mean being the co-host of the good news with the reverend doctor Oh, that's my other new job. That you do not get paid for. Speaking of not getting paid, Reverend Doctor, you're also not getting paid. What up? <laughs> How you doing, brother? <laughs> Man, it's great to be back here. It's been a long time. And as far as not getting paid, neither am I. So I just want to make sure we're all on the same page here. <laughs> hey, I like doing stuff and not getting paid for it i do too apparently because this is my third podcast of the day <laughs> yeah <Damn. laughs> yeah yeah so uh and that's not even going into production yet so yeah it's been a it's already been a long day but it's been a fun day it's been a good day and uh speaking of good the good news is back guys it's been about six months i think it has something like that it's been since i think the last one was june yes yeah, so it's long time too long uh definitely you know i personally have some issues going on uh i know uh mike Payne, the guy who runs the store we have some stuff going on but uh and i know we also have a lot going on we have those pesky jobs and everything Ugh. else going on yeah and, ba- basically for the listeners long story short is um everybody was kind of having some either personal or professional things going on that we just sort of stepped away from and had a break for a little while and for about the last two months we've been trying talking to each other (laughs) over over messenger trying to say hey when when do y'all want to do this and it's really just been kind of a matter of when can all of us kind of get in the same room at the same time i I kind of uh put it like herding cats in a way very much so yeah because we're all busy we all have like i said pesky as i always call it the pesky day job you know as (laughs) as disillusioning as that might be to to hear that we're not just all here every day yeah a a little peek behind the curtain you know it's like guess what we all actually don't hang out every day uh it'd be cool if we could i wish we had those opportunities but you know man wouldn't that be just awesome if this was our job oh i would uh-huh. love that yeah. brother i would love that so much especially with the other you know because uh just go ahead and put myself over some of the other stuff we're doing uh the weekly wrestling wrap-up for you wrestling fans out there that you can hear on l-town radio myself and mike Payne, the puds who does who, we do the podcast as well uh we have that going on we have the podcast obviously with jason and mike that you guys can check out a little lighter a little lighter subject matter you know we talk more about wrestling and movies and stuff like that but today uh kara we're actually going to just try to catch up with a lot that's been going on in the last six months guys oh my god we can't write this stuff we i mean it's like a bad movie that's playing out i mean well we were just talking we were just talking about it out there before the show started and we went on the air where we had talked about could should we do a special topic should you know like we we were doing in season one so to speak (laughs) but it's almost pointless to come in here and do a show like i said about roswell or about some some kind of special topic because everything that's gone on in the world for the last six months it's weirder than anything it's any yeah, yeah. i mean you can't write this stuff you know uh care what what's you know I, I know you guys have got a flow of the chart i you know i'm kind of going here per usual not knowing too much what's going on uh see to your pants you see to my pants as, as per <laughs> usual and i obviously i don't get a chance to keep up with the news as much guys you know with doing the podcast and the job and once again you know i do a wrestling show guy i mean ben i know you're a wrestling fan uh i watch at least six hours of wrestling a week and i don't get it all in 
Jesus. I mean, I it, it. It, it almost becomes a job. I know Carrie, your husband, uh, David Hayes, is co-host of This Is Work. I know he watches. We, we, Me and him talk sometimes, and we complain about all the pro wrestling on. So, man, it's hard to catch up with the news and, and the things that are – the other worked mm-hmm. entertainment, as I like to call yeah. it, the that's politics. Right. <laughs> yeah. Carrie, what's some of the, the stuff that's been going on this last six months that, you know, really catches your attention? You know, for me, I think just this – for me, I think the the most interesting thing is the whole Epstein thing. Yeah. I, I mean – it was bound. To, it was bound to come up first. Let's go ahead and call it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's on my list. That's kind of the biggest yeah. thing for me. Reverend, I, I know that you have been very outspoken. Um, you know, we'll go ahead. Like I said, this show we get into the controversial areas. We definitely speak our minds on on this show hopefully it doesn't cost anybody friends or jobs you know <laughs> oh lord i hope my employer is not listening uh, mine too mine too <laughs> i usually tend to kind of uh glaze over this show but i mean i know uh reverend you you've been very outspoken with your views on uh some of the quote-unquote conspiracy theories as far as like pedophilia goes in, in hollywood and in, in washington as well uh pizzagate comes to mind you mm-hmm. know i know that's a definitely a hot topic brother that gets a lot of people especially on certain political spectrums that gets people pretty hot to well talk about. you know the thing about pizzagate is it hasn't aged really well no sir. in hindsight because the the reality of it is way more um mundane i yeah. guess than that Right, right. And, and like you just said, it didn't age well. In fact, when this whole Jeffrey Epstein stuff happened, I went on some Facebook, I mean, excuse me, on some YouTube videos that I'd watched where people were very, um, I guess, negative toward the the concept of Pizzagate as far as people who maybe thought it could be something to it. Like, I was one of those people. I'll put it out there. I'll tell you straight oh, up. I was, I, man, I was a hardcore about Pizzagate. Yeah, you're one of the first people that actually introduced me to the concept of it. And then you start seeing the comments now, and, and most people were saying, hey, this has not aged well, yeah. um, especially with some of the, the stars and celebrities that were, you know, denouncing it. You know, once again, I've said it before, and I'll say it again on this show, guys. I don't know what's going on out there. I'm not sitting here saying that I know more than anybody else. I'm not saying that I have inside information. Uh, I just know that when Pizzagate first, and well, let's, let, hell, let's talk about it. I know when it first started coming out, I heard a, a lot about it from some of your stuff forever that I saw on Facebook, but I also heard about it on the Joe Rogan show. You know, I'm a fan, I was, yeah. especially at that point, and he was talking about some things that was blowing my mind and more, now, more than dmt believe it or not believe it or not he actually had uh, jamie look it up and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, that's kind of a joe rogan inside i don't know if you listen care or, or not much. regularly yeah that's kind of an inside thing he brings up dmt a lot he has a, an assistant named jamie that he always has looked stuff up so that's kind of a if, if you're familiar with the show you'll get that okay. um, just kind of put that out there for you but yeah i'm, I'm telling you uh reverend what concerned me mostly with pizza again i want to get your take on this wasn't necessarily what was going on with obviously it's disturbing and obviously are, are you familiar with pizza gate kara yeah the, yeah because i was listening to something i listened to a really large random amount of podcasts and when that was a, a point of discussion on one of them that they were talking about okay. um you know and and from what i remember it was people thought that there was sex trafficking happening in the basement of a pizza shop Right. Was it in D.C. or yeah. something? Yes. Yeah. And then it turned out, wait, somebody went in with a gun? Yes. And then yeah. there North Carolina, wasn't actually. even a basement. Yeah. Was it? I didn't yeah, even yeah. realize that. Yeah, yeah. The the person that went in with the gun was actually a North Carolinian. And, uh, but, yeah, the, there wasn't even a basement. So there was a lot of things that there, you know, a lot of, um, 
what am I misinformation? To yeah, I guess, or or some story. Some, yeah, yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. There's a word, man. Yeah, no, I'm not good. I'm not good with the vocabulary. That's why we have you here, Kara. <laughs> um, but there was definitely some disconnections, I guess, going on. But there was also a lot of stuff going on that I thought was kind of kind of sketchy and sounded a little shady. Uh, Reverend, do you want to talk a little bit about it? maybe put some of your uh, well, a lot of it, in? a lot of what it boiled down to is there were all these memos that were found and that people were saying that if you look at uh code that uh intelligence is cracked that pedophiles use like uh online or among themselves that cp or uh cheese pizza is a is also code for child porn it's a double phrase right and all this stuff it's it's pizza as double speak for other things and so in all these memos <clears throat> that uh, high up politicians were trading around with each other. It's they're e- either ordering a shitload of pizzas, yeah, or they're engaging in you know trading child porn or human trafficking. Yes, um, you know the one thing that I looked at that guys, um, and once you know I want to put it out there again. I don't know. I'm not saying this stuff is legit. You know, I just know it does sound somewhat sketchy to me. Uh-huh. You know, but as somebody who's smoked a lot of marijuana in their past and who's had a lot of. Uh, I guess been in the drug circles for a lot of my youth coming up, and I no longer do that stuff. Uh, speaking in code is pretty damn common. Of course. Just for a quarter bag of, of you know, brickweed. So if you're going into something... Ma- Maui Wowie. Yeah. Tie stick. Reefer. Uh, I mean, you know, we, we would use codes just for to buy bags of pot. So I understand that people would use codes for other things, especially when the FBI, you know, had already kind of put that stuff out there. There were certain symbols... Yeah, and that kind of caught my eye too. Like there was a pyramid, a certain kind of pyramid. Yeah, it's it was it was an old like symbol that's uh, that was affiliated with Nambla. Right, yeah. right. And I also know that this one pizza place in particular had uh, a band, and it consisted of some, um, I guess, some drag queens. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking it was something like that. But they actually used that symbol in their videos, and they were playing at this pizza parlor, which apparently was a family. But they had these pedophilia symbols and stuff in their videos, and they were also featured at this pizza shop. Yeah. And there's video going around. Somebody said something about everybody has their kinks. Somebody said, like, kids. And they were like, well, hey, you know, they kind of acknowledged it in this pizza place where this happens. I mean, just certain things like that, man. It's kind of hard to just say, oh, well, it's just coincidence. Or Well, the way I kind of look at it is that people were taking it as, you know, this be-all, end-all of cracking pedophilia among the elite. But right. I think it ties in with nexium it ties within with epstein with all of that like these are all just small segments of something way bigger you have to kind of step back and look at the bigger picture right and and, you know one thing i was going to bring up and once again you know disclaimer and i don't know but it did seem like the the left on the political spectrum really had a bad reaction to even remotely thinking that this stuff might could possibly even remotely be somewhat legit i know which is so which is so odd to me because Everybody inherently knows that pedophilia takes place in every, on every street, Absolutely. in every block, in every in every church, in every town, every small town, man. Even Lincoln, where I'm from, you hear about it. I mean, I know when the internet first started becoming bigger. I guess I should say about ten, fifteen years ago, and you would start reading about people in your community. <clears throat> but somehow, when, here, yeah, yeah. But somehow, when you mention that it also goes on, you know, among Hollywood actors, among. Yeah. Uh, the people you vote for among the yes. British royal family, so on, people freak out. Yeah, they think there's no way this could happen. And But my biggest concern, well, obviously there's a lot of concern. <laughs> I shouldn't maybe say my biggest concern. <laughs> one but, of. But one of my concerns with is how polarizing politically this thing gotten. 
Now, guys, I don't know. Once again, I'm just speculating here. But I would dare say that if it was a Trump person that was involved in this thing and not uh, John Podesta who was connected to the Clintons, I think we may have seen a different narrative. Probably. Well, but the thing is, I mean, if, if you look at the people that are being accused, it, it's on all party lines. It's I mean, it's, it's not just Republicans or just Democrats. It's, I mean, he was involved with everybody. Everyone. I know. It seems like people are really only think of, uh, able to think of you know this this stuff in the way you phrase it cowboys versus redskins terms like they think yes. that it has to run along party lines right which, which is ridiculous to me yeah that that blows my mind and it was just so concerning to see certain once again i mean even when i'm reading this stuff and kind of looking into it i'm like ah you know i don't know and i still don't know i, I don't know these things but when i saw certain people who always tended to kind of toe the party line just be 100 percent, and they all had the same talking point yeah that mm-hmm. concerned me, guys. And I think a lot of what's going on in the political realm today is what concerns me. It's not necessarily some of the division, but it's just how quickly people tend to follow those talking points and those party lines. We were talking a little earlier before we even hit record. If you're on this team, the Redskins or the Cowboys, right or the left, man, you got to toe those lines. Yeah, you do. Or you're the enemy. In other words, if you're like, well, I'm kind of centered. I kind of see this thing on the left. I kind of see this on the right. No, man. You're either 100% with us or you're 100% against us. And that really worries me. And I think this last six months, I've seen that escalate to, to something I would have never even considered to be possible. What do you guys think about that? Well, the question that I had about Epstein all along is, and I, and I think this is the main point that got skirted because people were interested in looking at him just as this be-all, end-all of the story itself when the way I look at it is that you had this guy who was basically like a globe-trotting pervert who was very rich his fortune came from a really uncertain, sketchy place that, you know, they, they, I think they kind of alluded to that he was he did investing or... What? So, I, interesting you say that. Um, uh, one of the podcasts I listened to, they did, I think, a 13 or 14 part uh, forensic deconstruction of Epstein. And one of the ones I just, because I'm, I'm behind the times and catching up on a lot of stuff, and um, they were talking about how he got his start and 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 it is very sketchy because apparently like he got in with some somebody at like Bear Stearns and then somehow got him to give him the largest private residence in New York City like it's like what they say seven seven or so, seven stories tall and I, it's it was insane and you know then you know he got all this money and they don't really you know there's not really any like real a, yeah. clear idea of where it kind of came from yeah. but it was all sketch yeah that's what I mean. he had all these holdings he had an island that basically it was he was someone who was friends with uh with the elite from all corners and gave them a place to freely indulge right. in whatever they wanted right uh and part of that you know naturally was that there were records kept of it there were logs and uh, there were there were video there were audio all these people doing things so when you step back and look at it it's clear that what he was doing was you know allowing people to to do what they wanted for the purpose of blackmail Blackmail. so the question naturally becomes who was he working for right which obviously given the circumstances of the man's death which 
I mean, this is this is not even a good movie plot line. No. I mean, if somebody had wrote down this whole thing, a, a producer or a director would read it and say, nobody would believe this, man. This is so hokey. Yeah. You know, so we have this guy who's connected to all these elites, Hollywood, you know, as far as, and D.C. as well, who gets arrested, who hangs himself because the camera goes back. I mean, that's a bad movie. Yeah. That, that's lazy writing. That's what somebody would say in Hollywood is lazy writing, but that is exactly what we saw happen in real life. Well, that's what they're trying to tell us that, happened. Right. And that's the thing. Oh, well, gosh, the camera just went out. I don't, We don't know how it happened. And somehow he just knew that the camera was out, so that's when he decided to, to hang, hang himself. himself. Yeah in a room that was supposedly designed to prevent him from hanging himself. When the guard fell asleep. Oh, yeah, 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 the guard, yes. Once again, if you wrote that down in a movie and took that to a producer and like, no one will believe this, You would man. be laughed out of the This is the most hokey mm-hmm. story that we could say. Nobody, I mean, it, it's ridiculous. But that's exactly what they're trying to give us because we know the man was murdered. We so, know this. So who do you think he worked for or who funded him? Oh boy! I, I mean, you know that—that's the, the. Can I say the Illuminati? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm being somewhat facetious with that. Um, I don't know. I I hate to say I think the Clintons were involved, but you know that's usually where I tend to go. I, I think. I think they were involved, but I think they were probably just being blackmailed themselves. Obviously, I don't think they were like. I don't think it was the Clintons that were over this whole thing. I think they were a part of it. Now they may have been friendly with each other for sure. years and years and years, but I think when you look at both him and the woman who was his uh, madam, this uh, uh, Ghislaine, Ghislaine Maxwell. Ooh. Am I pronouncing that right? Yes, yes sir. Yeah. That it, it 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 seems to be pretty cut and clear that <clears throat> that there there was Israeli Mossad going on going on as well yeah it seems like it uh, I, I totally like i said i didn't get as deep into it as that um but definitely is there higher powers at work here people that got a lot of influence and a lot of uh, power ob- obviously i mean like like i said you don't kill a man because he was going to talk i mean I, I mean that's what i'm assuming that this man was going to sing like a bird yeah put it all out there why not you have nothing to lose at this point well but, he'd already gotten that sweetheart deal from the first time he was quote unquote convicted which is oh my god let's talk about yeah. that man because i wasn't even aware of that until all this and once again i don't follow the news as closely as i should and i wasn't even aware of that to all this was going on I'm like wait a minute he's already been busted for this yeah <laughs> and already was out so y'all talk about that go for it yeah well i mean i i can i can sort of hit the high points basically he he was convicted and i say that with quotes <laughs> Um, but he was basically given this sweetheart deal where he was it was um, 13 months of quote unquote prison right. where he could come and go as he pleased, didn't have to, you know, really be monitored right. and he could still do whatever it is that he wanted. And prison. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> quote, quote unquote. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, yet you have people who I don't know have a bag of weed and they'll get you oh. know five years in prison people are or still 10 in prison or now. whatever yeah for 20 years you know yeah. it's 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 disgusting yeah it's disgusting and i mean that was one thing you know this last six months i think obviously there's been a lot going on and we are going to try to catch up there on. has been a lot going on and a, a lot of these stories that kind of seem unrelated i think in in some ways tie to it like you know the the whole story of uh, they're, they're calling it Megxit, like of uh, Meghan Markle leaving the royal family with mm. Prince Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do you guys get the vibe that a lot of that is just to create some cover story to keep the heat off Prince Andrew from his ties to Epstein? 
I mean, because I've had that thought. I mean, honestly, it it wouldn't surprise me because I mean, you know, they they do pr- protect their own. Sure. I mean, they are royals. And sure. uh, the the episode I was actually listening to coming up here was the one on Prince Andrew. And you know, I I knew that th- that he was involved, or you know, there there was. <clears throat> talk that he was involved i know his name had come up but they were playing clips of the interview that the bbc did with him and i swear i mean they were all i mean i don't want to say they were making fun of him but i mean they were just like how fucking stupid are you to think that by saying like he he actually had this whole thing about um he couldn't have been the person that this girl danced with at a club because at the time he physically could not sweat. I'm, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, like, honestly, if I was the BBC reporter, How did that even go out? You know, yeah. <clears throat> okay, what? so th- this, is, this is my take. And I'm going to go ahead and just lay this all out. I'm, I don't know jack shit about the inner workings of the royal family, no, really, okay, any more right. than anybody else in America really does. Right. The little tiny bit that I know or that I, I could, you know, boil down a conversation into maybe a minute as to this story is I've always got the impression that out of these two sons, William and Harry, that William was the one who was always a lot closer with, you know, his father Charles and his grandmother. But Harry was the one who was always a lot closer with Diana. Yeah. And that yeah. I think that her death left a really bad taste in his mouth mouth towards the media, the paparazzi right. and so on. So this story when you look at it where you know this guy you know he's really not even in line or in the conversation as to the throne he's like what like the the tenth in line yeah, right, or something like right. like way down the list and it's just him and his you know someone who never really cared for the spotlight in the first place stepping away but they're keeping their money they're keeping yeah. titles and all this stuff it seems like such a you know such a goofy non-story right right and it just, i just get the air that this is something totally manufactured by the royal family to take the press off of andrew yeah and do you think it's also possible you know that they're almost in a way doing this just in case shit goes south and you know maybe they can sort of distance themselves so down the road i mean who knows you know what could come of this if anything probably nothing you know maybe they're trying to distance themselves from that aspect of it so that they stay pure to a point maybe sure well you know how funny would it be i was joking with this so uh, with a friend not long ago about how for 250 years we've dreamed of putting an american insider to marry into the royal family to wreck it from the inside ever since the revolutionary (laughs) war right and i don't know if she is but she seems to be doing a damn good job if not not, brother they really hit the jackpot (laughs) you know Well, you know, now, uh, going back to um, the prince saying he's not able to sweat, would this be a good time to bring in the reptilian aspect into the royal <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Maybe we should do that for another episode. Oh Maybe, Maybe another episode. As soon as wow. you said he said he can't sweat, I'm like, well, reptiles don't sweat. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we'll bring that one up later on, man. That, might that does be, sound like a fun episode. Yeah, that does. I will definitely want to be a part of that one. <laughs> that definitely. sounds fun. Put that on the list. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, guys, what's some other, obviously, the Epstein thing i think to me was the just the biggest also not only was it one of the biggest i guess scandals one of the biggest conspiracies quote unquote but i think it was just one of the most in your face like hey 
there's stuff going on. You don't know about this stuff. I mean, we just witnessed it in real time. I mean, everybody knows Epstein didn't kill himself. I mean, it's the most popular meme yeah. mm-hmm. that we've maybe ever had. I mean, everybody's memeing this well, stuff. It, I mean, it, even Ricky Guevara. Or, I mean, even more know. even more than JFK, even more than 9-11, more than anything, this is the one where even the biggest normie you'll ever met says, yeah. this, this is stupid yeah we all know that Epstein, like i said when it's what's well, it ricky gavaris what is it uh gervais, ricky gervais. gervais. Oh, yes, thank yes. You. i mean even he was up here saying if son didn't kill himself and even he has some stuff to say about some of this and his speech was scripted <laughs> by the network he was yeah. reading off a teleprompter yes man it's not like any of this stuff was just yeah it's not it's right. not like he was some dude like shooting from the hip or no. anything trying to you know wake the public up this was written by a network for yes him. man this was it's ri- a joke at this point yeah i mean that's what i'm saying it's become a meme it's a meme within itself self and like i said to me that was the biggest cause i know when he when he his death was reported i'm like once again i said it earlier i said again not even a bad movie would do this yeah i mean you i mean if a tv show or something to this they'd be canceled i mean nobody's gonna believe it i mean i just keep going back to that that it's so blatant in your face it, that, hey, we, we jumped the shark with this oh, one hey, man, <laughs> yeah. hey, reverend that is a great great uh analogy and we have man i yep. mean the media's jumped the shark now i mean it nothing has ever been in your face like this i mean uh, anyway so guys that's just one of the tip of the icebergs i want to say i know even going into pizzagate because even before um we started recording the show today i was like oh do i want to bring that up because that's something that has interested me and i know that's uh reverend i know that's something that you've definitely but i also know that that one just causes so much controversy and uh, I'll, I'll bring it up to some of my like real hardcore left liberal friends and we can agree on a lot of stuff. I, I tend to, you know, care. I know we were talking before the show about our political leanings. And I'm kind of like, you know, not to put your stuff out there, but I'm kind of, a, I consider myself somewhat centrist, somewhat liberal even. You know, I believe in universal health care and I also believe in the Second Amendment. I think you can go shoot each other and then go get patched up. You know, I mean, <laughs> if, if you make it, hey, man, go get yourself fixed up and try it again. I mean, I do look at it like that. So now we can get really controversial and talk about how World War Three came and went in a day. In a day, brother. In um, a day okay <laughs> you know i want to put something else out there i do tend to pick on the quote-unquote left a little bit heavier than i do the right i do well you kind of have to they bring it on themselves right now they really do not in uh, general or any, even politically but at this particular juncture in, in in the in history it they're jumping the shark you know what, yeah they're, they're jumping the shark and once again this isn't the good news where we shit all over the left no man because i think there's a lot of good things i consider myself a liberal you know uh health care is one of the big ones you know that i, I definitely kind of hold to obviously discrimination civil rights things of this nature obviously i think at this point man everybody's pretty much on board we were talking about that not long ago you, you know, know i know you said that you lean fiscally right and socially left i'm kind of a little bit differently yeah. I, I lean socially right as far as you know things like gun control and so on right. but fiscally i tend to lean a little bit left as far as you know um i don't really care for the corporations you know right. all, all the love they get for the military yeah. industrial mm-hmm. complex and for here. a lot of yeah. the catering to you know uh the uh the, the racial right i guess you're right but um generally you know all of us in this room don't really have any particular you know group or uh, candidates are any voting block even no. even if voting was real yeah, right it's all a word <laughs> just, just to know? throw that out there but even we just got real controversial yeah. <laughs> even, even if it was that, that we can even identify with this moment no. in time no i'm definitely one of those people i do vote i do i do still kind of hold on to the 
the, I guess the myth that my vote counts. <laughs> you know, I'm still holding on dear and true to it. But I'm definitely one of those people that you have to convince me, man. I'm not saying I'm not going to vote for Trump. I'm not saying I will. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nobody on the left that I've seen yet that's really – I do like Andrew Yang, I, I will say. Of, of all the candidates I've heard and listened to, I do like Yang. I, I will put that much out there. But, you know, kind of going back to the Pizzagate thing, and then we'll, we'll bring it all back full circle – I know I've talked to friends of mine who are on the left. You know, health care will come up. Gun control. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not for gun control. I'm, I'm like, hey, man, if you got, let them blaze, man. I mean, I'm just one of those guys. I'm from the country. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But I'll, I'll talk to my liberal friends, and they'll be like, yeah, you know, I could see that Second Amendment, that, this and that. But I disagree, you know. As soon as Pizzagate comes up, man, hard left. I mean, I'm talking hit the brakes. That's bullshit. That's the most retarded shit I've ever heard in my life, you know. And I'm like. Wow! Whoa! Is it really? Imagine I, I don't know how, why, man. That's my thing. I just don't understand why it's such a hard thing to grasp. That maybe. I mean, imagine how brainwashed you have to be to where you would fight or distance yourselves from your friends or family over your favorite billionaire, dude. <laughs> how brainwashed you have to Thank be, you. and and it Thank seems you. like everybody is now. It seems like yeah, and it's not. And I know I do pick on the left a little bit, like I said, to kind of make it a little easier. If they learn the meme, I think I'd take it a little easier on them. <laughs> uh, but but uh, the right man, the hardcore right's the same way. Why do you think the left can't meme? I I think because they don't have a sense of humor. I think I they think, take everything so seriously. I think it's even more simple than that. I think it's because every major right argument is something that you can condense down to a bumper sticker. Yeah, and it that lends itself really well to memes. To memes. And yeah. all leftist arguments are like a damn house of cards. Yes, man. And, and they and they're long, man. They're their thesis. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's you're right. I don't know what that says about the right, though. What's that really say when most of your you know theories and most of your uh, exactly. points can be put on a bumper sticker? Yeah, you can. That's you not can, the best, man. You can glean a lot from that. <laughs> yeah, like I said, that's not the best side either. You know, mm-hmm. really. Um, but I do tend to lean, like I said, I, I lean culturally maybe a little bit to the right cause of my my uh, Second Amendment and stuff like that. But really, man, if you list the stuff that I believe in and my viewpoints, man, they they go pretty hard left. They really do. Um, but there's just something about you hit it seems like the left hits a wall there's almost like a brick wall that they just hit and they, they, there's no getting past that wall <laughs> no pun intended for the wall being built um but um well you know one thing i can i'll say about that is there's something that's really interesting about the the nature of politics in this country itself because there's one thing that that uh political theorists uh on the the geopolitical level will tell you is that when you have the underclass being the poor or the middle class siding with rich right-wing billionaires that that means one thing and you know what that is it's that the left has completely and utterly fucked up well because the left is supposed to be the party of the working class they used to be and that when you are when the underclass is siding with right-wing billionaires it means that the left has jumped the shark and alienated the public yeah and i think it's just being so far to the left on certain things once again i mean and i think there's there's that all or nothing approach in other words i I believe in the second amendment we are nazi well i believe in some border control you're a nazi Mm -hmm. you know everything boils down to you're a racist or a bigot uh i I believe there's two genders call me crazy Mm -hmm. you know i do do what you want to be you i don't care well, you're a bigot. What the hell, man? I mean, that's the thing. It's like there's no discussion. It's like you're either 100% with us or you're 100% against us. I mean, even if you're centered now, I mean, you see a lot of negativity towards centered people. Mm-hmm. You know, I see like on Reddit, I go on there and, and it's like when when you start polarizing yourself so far to one side, and especially under the guise of self-righteousness, 
I tend to be a little leery of that too. Once again, man, I'm not trying to just shit on the left. I'm really not, because like I said, I consider myself to be a liberal. So you know, let's go back to the World War Three in just a minute. The question that was literally I want to go for a minute. Yeah, the question <laughs> I, the question I want to go to that kind of bleeds into what you were just talking about is let's spend just like just a minute or two on this election that's going on right now so out of the this batch of politicians which i haven't followed it like closely at all but out of this group that's running for office right now what do you think of these (laughs) carol i i know um once again i know we want to be cool we don't want to put a whole lot out here for everyone you know what's your take i'll I'll, because i feel like i haven't brought you in here what do you think about that question um so i i i do agree with you i i think andrew yang has some some pretty good ideas like i i i could see maybe voting are you yang gang um i honestly i'm i'm not in anybody's camp right now because i don't think anybody has really impressed me enough to go okay yeah i'm with you well this this is my hot take is that out of the group that's running it seems like the democratic party really doesn't have their finger on the pulse no of the american people because out of everybody who's running for office this time there's really only two no there's really three that i can see say i even understand their appeal like i understand why trump voters like trump sure i can understand why bernie bros like bernie i do too and this this other girl who's running i can understand why libertarians like tulsi tulsi yeah and so i but see for me to you know grasp a politician i have to understand what their appeal is right and why people like them everybody else i can't even understand the appeal like i can't even fathom what type of person gets excited about joe biden Or, or or elizabeth warren yes it's like who I mean, um, or, or or Mayor Pete, like I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. like these people just all seem like such Beltway establishment losers. Like I can't fathom yeah. who would get excited over them. And, and I tend to agree with what you both you guys are saying. For one, I, I get why people like Trump. I mean, I know I don't want to put myself out there and get you know death threats or because boy, I mean, there's a lot of people out there. If you say you even kind of like Trump, man, you're marked. I mean, and they will come after you. the The peaceful and tolerant left brother will burn your house down. <laughs> <laughs> they will man i mean i'm not trying you know i'm just being honest but i do see because trump definitely has that fuck you attitude and a lot of people like that and they like that in a leader uh i tend to kind of like that in a leader to be completely honest with you man i liked obama i was an obama fan but sometimes i felt obama was a little soft man i really did um i don't think that with trump i think he's a fucking egomaniac man that could probably blow up the entire world without a second's hesitation which is what would probably keep me from voting for him i just can't see that man having the nuclear codes though i mean i really he scares me um and that's that's my biggest reason why i didn't vote for him last time and i highly doubt i'll vote for him this time he just scares anybody. he's too flippant yes it's man. just like eh yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. I mean, he, he, he gives too less of a fuck. Yeah. I like that to a degree, but he's got the nuclear codes, and I keep going back to that. That Anybody that calls himself a stable genius on Twitter, <laughs> you're going. I thought that was a joke, man. When I read that, I was like, oh, okay, somebody's fucking with Trump. That's funny. That's really good. Oh, fuck, it's him. My humor and my laughter went to Tara. Mm. I was like, he could literally bomb he could bomb california i mean he could i mean and and he might um so he i don't know man if he's even on my radar as far as the democrats go once again you know i think both you guys were saying it saying it very well uh reverend you know you're bringing up it's like who are these people what's their appeal andrew yang is the only one 
that remotely is on my radar right now. And the reason is, I saw him on the Rogan show, Joe Rogan, I watched him. I was like, I watched him for about 10 or 15 minutes. I just want to hear what this guy says. I watched his entire interview. He captivated me. He was talking about universal basic income, something that I never believed in. He made me a believer. Mm-hmm. He did. He, he, he actually, he was like, here are the statistics, here are the facts and the figures, here's the math. I'm a math person. To hear a candidate actually say facts and figures Hell, man, that'll get my vote right there. Well, that's just it because mostly it's rhetoric. It's, exactly. It's, oh, you know, yeah, it's, it's attitudes. It's, it's arguing I'll on emotion. Do this for you. Yes. Yeah, and see, I'm with you. Yes. You know, I'm. I very much like facts and yes. figures and numbers. You know, numbers this, don't lie, man. This is how. This is what I want to do, and here's why I want to do it, and here's what we can do. You just said it right there, Carrie. This is why. This isn't just like I want to give everybody a thousand dollars a month. He just he does want to do that, but then he says, "But here's why." Yeah. And he goes into automation being the number one thing, and he's right, man. That that is honest to God. He was like, and if corporations are automating, then they should be still should have to pay out the same amount of money that they would pay out for employees to help people out. It makes sense because if you automate, you're going to have less breakdowns. You're going to have less defaults. Machines don't call out. You're still going to do better for your business if you automate, but that doesn't mean you should keep all that money in your pocket because people need to eat. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, once again, man, I'm not as libertarian on the on the economy as you may think. I get that, man. Um, but, yeah, once again, you got Warren. I mean, come on. She's a joke, man. I mean, she lied about her heritage to get through school. Mm-hmm. I think you put up a meme. Was it like they were yes. saying like it was the first woman of color? Yeah. On their staff. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. What the fuck, man? That's a joke. Trump will eat her for lunch, man. Well what was it debate. what was it like when when she when he when when Trump like, you know, memed her into taking a DNA test to prove yeah. her heritage. <laughs> yeah. Like like I'm more black than she is Native American. Come on, man. And he's yeah. fucking right, dude. Yeah. I mean, well, once again, you got to remember, Trump is not your everyday politician, man. He will he will eat some of these people, chew, chew them up, and spit them out. Yeah. Because he doesn't play by the rules. Um, well, it's like everybody talks about Bernie, and I think Bernie's sincere, and I think Bernie's supporters are sincere. Um, I'm not a fan of Bernie per se. I think he he lives in La La Land. You know, a lot of times when I hear Bernie talk, the first thing I think is Okay Boomer. I mean, seriously, you know that's the big thing now. Okay Boomer. Well, hell, there he is. Well, his appeal makes total sense when you consider the the you know his his demographic and the people who like him because he's almost like this like you know not not millennials um generation z yeah. i guess or or millennials, millennials too, but, sure but yeah you know this group who are kind of like you know they hate their parents and you've got grandpa saying hey don't worry i'll pay your rent yeah right or get out there and hit the pavement and get a job like i did you know it's not the same environment as yeah. it was back in grandpa's time yeah i, to- it, I totally not- i totally understand sure. his appeal and why people like him and like I said, I also completely understand Trump's appeal to Trump voters, sure. and I understand why libertarians like Tulsi, but right. all the others, I can't really grasp. No. And, and I, I got to uh, watch a little bit of Tulsi on, on Rogan. You know, good Lord, man, that's probably telling a lot about I listened myself. to her. I listened yeah. to her interview, too. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, it was really good. It was now really I want to go and listen to you them. Should. So. I highly suggest both. Yang, and Bernie was on there as well. And Bernie had a great interview as well. Bernie loses me on his gun control argument. So did Yang. That was one thing with Yang. His gun control is a little bit like... I'm I'm very very to the right on that. I just am. I think it's what keeps us from breaking down into survival of the fittest. You know, all the law of the jungle per se. Man, I think it's having a gun. It's equalizer. Right. It's no great equalizer than a, than a bullet. And you know, and ninety as Bernie said, ninety nine point nine percent of gun owners are good law abiding people. So watch shit on them. So let's circle back because we're gonna get 
hella controversial right now. Let's let's talk about more than Gate. Let's talk about World War Three. <laughs> oh boy, man! I, well, I blinked and missed it, brother. Uh, <laughs> I slept through it. I'll be you honest. You slept through it. <laughs> I, I did. I slept through it. I remember the lead up, and then all of a sudden, I didn't hear anything about it, and I never really noticed. I never heard anything about it. So school me. Okay. It was the first war that was fought with memes yes. instead of bombs. And, and and Trump being the meme king, I guess one. <laughs> <laughs> it was um once again man I, I anything that makes the left anti-war again i'm cool with because they were a little bit of some saber rattling going on with the whole ukrainian thing and and the whole russia thing there's still a lot of russia's stuff going on well so basically we killed one of the uh the top <laughs> generals right of iran it was uh general uh, Qasem soleimani and he was it wasn't the revolutionary guard it was he was like the leader of the al-quds brigade i believe like which is you know w- one of their top militaries and this guy seemed like he was pretty popular among the people or seemed like it and of course there's some segments that you know are outspoken uh from within the country who are against him sure. but um by all accounts of things coming out it seemed like he was more popular than the leadership cast which again may or may not say much right when you have when you have a propaganda state but there was all this propaganda coming out of washington about how this man is a terrorist and a murderer which when i heard that i i thought that was another jump the shark moment because you know we're talking about a four-star general of a sovereign state correct when you call someone like that a terrorist and a murderer you really cheapen what both those terms mean right yeah exactly it just see i don't know that just seemed like a real jump the shark moment right. to me. kind of reach in there well like you said it's a sovereign nation here i mean that's like saying that our people are terrorists and and yeah that's criminals. like that's like if you were talking about macarthur or pat yes, or somebody exactly, like like exactly. technically <laughs> you know maybe maybe our enemies like could technically say they were murderers or terrorists or but that 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 cheapens the term so much it's such media spin right it's propaganda yeah it's just silly but my whole thing was i mean it's like you know we were just saying it was over so fast i mean i really thought that this was it this is iran this is a big deal but it it just kind of went away it just kind of yeah it fizzled and nothing happened see this is one of those things that makes me i think i used this term before we record i'm trump polar there's once again there's days where i'm like oh my god this guy is terrible he's the worst shit that's ever happened to the country and there's other days like hey hey man maybe not Mm -hmm. um this was one of those moments where i didn't know how to feel about it because he went in he did the hard thing the i mean he he everybody thought they were getting drafted dude I've never seen such a quote-unquote suicidal, uh, I guess, generation. It always talks about, oh, I just wish I could die, this and that, going from, oh, shit, I don't want to go to war, mm-hmm. like overnight, man. I'm glad to see once again that people wanted to live again. That was pretty cool. I mean, they actually selective service said their website went down because people were going on to see what the rules were to be drafted. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, they crashed the system. People were going on there scared. But once well, again, and for a generation where so many people have criminal records or overweight, yeah, or obese, there's nobody going hooked on Xanax. Like I'm like, none of your asses are getting drafted. No, man, don't worry about it. You know, I mean, um, but but I did see somebody mention that it's like you know this generation seems to be so depressed, and you see so many memes and so many things like oh I just wish I could die or suicide or you know this kind of 
you know, it's really kind of disturbing shit, man. I've been mm-hmm. saying this for a few years. Like, damn, man, our generation or the generation coming up is really depressed and really doesn't want to live. And then all of a sudden, overnight, hey, man, I don't want to go to war. You know, I want to live, motherfucker. Like, like everything well, about this thank just God seemed, for that, you know. Everything about this just seems so mired in media spin. Oh, it was a very. I mean, much to the fun. court, like, do, do you remember how. You know, after Soleimani was killed, and or uh, Iranian George Clooney, we'll call him. <laughs> how after perfect. he died, perfect. you know, they kept like, and it wasn't just one party; it was all networks yeah. were spinning it this way that you know, I, Iran is the the world bank for terrorism, right? And all this, and I remember thinking that if you know anything about geopolitics, you're like, no, it's not because ev- because Iran is a Shia state. Every, they're like the one Shia state, really. Like right. every terrorist group we've been at war with for the last 30 years, whether it was the Taliban, whether it was Al-Qaeda, ISIS, uh, Boko Haram, they're all Sunni groups. I'm like, different. they yeah. hate, you know, those guys in Iran hate each other more than either of us hates America or right. Israel or anyone. Or vice versa, right, man. And I think a lot of Americans don't understand that divide between the sunnis and the Shiites. they really don't because i think in america in america people are just kind of so have become so um you know (laughs) have such a simple way of thinking that we think well uh, well shit they're just from that part of the world they all think the same right about us right which you're like no there's a huge divide like those guys hate each other more than anybody more than they hate israel more than just like you just said more than us i mean Yeah, yeah and so when they were trying to say that uh i think it was mike pence who got on uh, Twitter and started saying that Iran uh, was a backer of 9-11. And I'm like, no, they weren't. You fucking dumbass. <laughs> it's like, I can safely tell you that Iran did not fund Osama bin Laden. Which tells me one, one of two things. Either Mike Pence is a true dumb shit, yeah. or he straight up lied. And we all know the real people who funded it were Saudi Arabia, <laughs> who are our, one of our greatest allies in the area for and some to, reason. To your point, which is worse? Do you, is it is it better for him to be a dumbass or is it better for him to be a liar? Liar. I don't know, man. That that's a question for the God, ages. God, that's right a there. real question. That is a question for the ages, man. I mean, really, do you want to be lied to or you want a dumb shit in the vice presidency? Which apparently everybody wants to be president now, given the impeachment circus that yeah. we just had. I know we were going to talk about that some. Do you think they'll ever? Let Let me ask you guys once again, picking on the left. And I love the left, man. Like I say, I, I believe in civil rights. I believe in good working conditions. I don't believe in child labor. I believe in universal health care. That's my big far right. I think we should. You know, I think if you're sick, you far should. Far left. Oh, excuse me, far left. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, that's my one of my biggest issues. So I'm not. I'm not a Trumper per se. Right. But just to kind of, I guess, full circle it back around, this whole impeachment thing. Do you think? that the left's what i'm trying to say is do you think which do you think is going to happen first do you think the rapture is going to happen for the right or do you think impeachment's going to happen for the left well, which one's going to happen first guys my, my opinion big questions my, my okay my opinion anyway which this, you know just take this for what it's worth but i've been of the opinion that the goal of the these whole impeachment proceedings all along wasn't actually to get trump put out of office no because of when you not. when you go look you know and we have a real short memory that when you look back at all the criticism that was thrown at Trump, the story has evolved almost by the month. Oh, good lord! Like man. you know, it started off that he was in league with with white nationalists, right. and that with him in the office, Steve Bannon was running the show. That right. was the original complaint. Right. Then it was that he 
that Vladimir Putin had tapes of him pissing on hookers, hookers yeah, or something. Yeah. Then it was, you know, I don't even know. It's it's evolved so much into all this Russia Gate stuff, where the story has just changed almost by the week at this point. And then all of a sudden, it became, you know, all of the past impeachment trials we had, like like Clinton, for example. That one was a little easier to explain sure. or understand. It was that okay, he got a blowjob in the Oval Office and he lied to the public about it. Line the average yep. person yep. on the street yeah. could understand, understand. Yeah. what the charges were. With this one, and even got disbarred. He can't yeah. practice law anymore. Yes. Yeah, so with this, did. with this particular one, the the everything about it was so convoluted. It was something involving Joe Biden and Ukraine that like the average person on the street couldn't even understand. No, man, you couldn't connect the dots. I mean, it was just so all over the place. So my theory about like that the goal was never to get him thrown out it's all a long game for the 2020 election yeah, to plant the idea into voters minds that trump is getting away with crimes so let me ask that's you, all it's about i think do you think this long game is being played out right though because i'm actually thinking that he's going to come out of this stronger yeah than, i think going in yeah i mm-hmm. think that they've yeah they've jumped the shark jumped at the this shark? point i mean yeah. I've, I've used that term multiple times because we almost have to to talk about the last six months yeah it's been a circus and you know kind of talking about pence a little bit ago as far as is he just a dumb shit or is he a liar a little bit of both i think it's probably a little bit of both to be completely honest with you do people really want this son of a bitch as president i hate to tell you man but trump is not as hardcore right wing as a lot of people try to make him out to be truth be told he was a new york democrat for most of his life and he does definitely has some left-leaning you know um what's the word i'm looking for viewpoints he really does if you talk or hear some of the stuff he said in the past he's not as hardcore he just doesn't know how to speak man yeah. well and i think the, the or proof, he speaks too real he speaks too gutter the, the I, proof know. the proof of what's really going on is in the inherent insincerity of a lot of this because if they were really trying to impeach him there's probably a number of things <laughs> yeah. that they could have for real brought him up seriously, for over the last yeah, three years i mean yeah the guy i mean you know, I, I, I personally don't think he's any better or worse than anybody we've had sure. over the last 60 that. years, if we're being totally honest. Nah. But there's probably a number of things you could have thrown him out of office for, but the thing that they pick is, you know, picking on this Beltway establishment goon and his connections to Ukraine. It's like, yeah. it's like no, you... You went over the line when you fucked with Joe Biden. Duh, yeah, that was it, man. That was the line in the sand, as they say. I mean, that just shows everything to me. I think they show their hand. They show their hand. Is yeah, what they did, and, and you know, just kind of going back to that whole like the Pizzagate thing that we talked about earlier. Why is it a certain group of people will absolutely think that there's no way that this kind of stuff can happen, but will preach Russia Gate from the top of the mountains and then have the God to call the other side conspiracy theorists? Once again, man, the double standard scares me. And just talking, kind of going back to society in general right now, the Redskins versus Cowboys, as I always call it, that's what worries me more than anything right now is how you're a conspiracy theorist you believe in the pizza game. But Russiagate, on the other hand, oh, man, that's legit. There is, you know, nothing wrong with that. Which, you that know, and, and, and the thing about it is, like, I don't mean to to exalt Russia or right, anything no, like that. Right. Because, you know, the, the Russian government is kind of is, is really interesting because there's no government like it in the world anywhere right now. Thank God. It's like, Thank God, yeah, seriously. I mean, it, it's not communist. It's not democratic. It's sort of, you know, it's almost close to a cross between organized crime and something else. Because really what it is is, you know, all of these guys who when the when the Soviet Union fell, 
all of these, uh, you know, this upper echelon of the KGB that Putin was a part of, they all said, okay, now that the walls are crumbling down around us, let's make ourselves rich. Let's make ourselves the upper right. class. And they all do, uh, you know, all these oligarchs do favors for each other. Exactly. And, you know, you can you can live in Russia and live a totally fine life, but when you cross that political line and start, you know, fucking with these guys in the media or anything, yeah. you're going to have hell to pay. Hell yeah, man. And like a big part the of... Mafia. Yeah, and a big part of what they do is they, they work in blackmail. Yeah. And... So I don't know, like the 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 air of everything going on, like has almost a Cold War feel to it when all the Russian propaganda was going yeah. on. But I think all of this against uh, Trump is just it, it's really ridiculous at this point. Yeah, I believe at this point it's once again. To, I, I guess the name of this show ought to be the Left Jumps the Shark because it really what it feels like. Well, guys, speaking of this show, we're about an hour in. I think this would be a good time to to end the show for now. Let me ask you a quick question okay. before, yeah. before, before we go to a commercial. Did you have fun during the Area 51 raid? I did, actually, man. I had a blast. <laughs> I really wish more would have come from it. Were you the guy doing the Naruto run? <laughs> yes, that was me, brother. Uh, I really wanted them to do something, man. I, I love the Area 51 stuff. That is like one of my favorite conspiracy theories. Yeah. Um, once again, it just kind of fizzled out, man. I was really disappointed in all these people. I was really disappointed. I thought they would uh, come out. But, guys, I'll tell you what. We're actually not going to do a commercial. We're actually going to go ahead and end the show for now. But we're going to have a part two of this thing coming up in about a week, two weeks. Just whenever. We're, going, go. we're, we're coming back. We're coming right back. But for the people out there listening, we're going to take a break. We, we can't give you too much good news at once, man. we got to spread this bad it's boy out. It's a lot. Out. It's a lot to take in. And this first for hour. For all y'all out there in TV land, because people watch YouTube on TV now. See, now, you know what, Reverend? Now we're that's going to be a whole new country. <laughs> we're going to have to hit the stop button before we get into that one, because i got a whole lot to say about that. Oh, which boy. you can listen to on the weekly wrestling wrap-up or on the podcast with Jason Mike, which I hope you guys are out there uh being able to catch as well so reverend kara we're going to go ahead and stop for now we're going to give uh the people out there about a week or two to so process all, all yes, this. to process all this in we're going to come back so guys we're going to be back in a couple weeks so uh anything you want to end this uh segment with kara dear lord i hope that we just survive the next two weeks yeah yeah hopefully. unscathed with yeah. no controversies or conspiracies or bombings or shootings or <laughs> we're going to stop right there yeah. Kara. <laughs> reverend anything you'd like to end this show with is wrap it <laughs> all right once again we'll be back in a couple weeks this is a test of the emergency broadcast system the broadcasters of your area in voluntary cooperation with the fcc and other authorities have developed this system to keep you informed in the event of an emergency if this had been an actual emergency you would have been instructed where to tune in your area for news and official information this concludes this test of the emergency broadcast system